Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to It's a Crime. I'm Linda, for those of you who don't know. And tonight we are doing case updates. So I don't know about you guys, but I am freezing up here in Canada. It's minus 30 something, including the wind chill. It's been like that all week. So uh, it's nice to be warm. I'm in sweaters and hanging out with a bunch of blankets and <laughs> all kinds of things because, hey, it's cold. So um, thank you for joining me. I have a few cases tonight to go through. And what I'll do, like I usually do, uh, is go through the cases and then everybody can ask some questions and I'll, I'll highlight that and put it on the screen. And um, and we'll go through that. So <laughs> one of the things, though, I got to share, and a lot of you guys have probably seen this, but I got to share it with you because what's important is to laugh every once in a while, right? Especially because we are so into true crime and helping and um, and we get so invested in these cases that a lot of times we don't feel so good after or during uh, because, you know, we take it on. So I got to, um, I really got to share this with you because I laugh so hard and some people have seen this and some people haven't, but let's just have a really, really good, good laugh. Um, I'm going to see if I can share it with you. Have you guys seen this kitty filter thing? I have to show it because it's just the best thing ever. So let me show it to you just to have a good laugh. Mr. Ponton, I believe you have a filter turned on in the <laughs> video settings. Uh, you might want to... Very uh, cool. Take we're trying to, we're tr can you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, in the it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, <laughs> I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's, I'm here live. It's not, I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat. <laughs> okay, so I had to share that with you because... I've, I've watched this a couple of times in the last couple of days and it is so funny. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's good, hilarious fun without anybody getting hurt. So it's just great. Anyway, I had to share that with you. Basically they're in court and one of the guys or the lawyers is trying to figure it out and he comes on as a filter. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm a real, I'm a real person. I'm here. I'm not a cat. And uh, <laughs> and the most funny thing is, um, uh, what was I gonna say? Could you imagine being the lawyers sitting, the other lawyers sitting there watching this and going, "Don't keep it together. Don't, don't laugh. Don't let the judge see you laugh." <laughs> uh, it's great. All right, so I don't know what's going on with my comments, but for some reason it's not showing it. A little concerned about that. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm not a cat. Okay. All right, so let's get into it now. I had to share that uh, little info snack. <laughs> Welcome everybody coming in. You guys are all, all piling in tonight and... Um, I'm so thankful to have you guys on. So what we're going to do, like I said, is we're going to go through the 
cases like I usually do, I'm going to put the timestamps after this so that you guys can see it. And I've already done the playlists underneath, so you can always check out the playlist in my hundreds of videos that I have, I guess 200 and some, I think now. So <laughs> they look so serious, but I don't know how they could. I would just be sitting there going, keep it together, Linda, don't say anything and don't let them see you laugh. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways. All right. So tonight, let's get into the first one is Suzanne Morphew. Now, I don't have a crazy amount of updates with Suzanne. However, it, uh, it's been nine months now since Suzanne's been reported missing, which is crazy because it just seems like it's flying by. February 10th marked nine months. And um, what's interesting about this is Chafee County Sheriff's Department did not respond to multiple requests for an update. I find that very interesting. And the family was told not to speak to media. So that's interesting to me. I don't know what you guys think. Let me know and while I'm reading it here. But um, <laughs> you're coming in. Okay. Uh, so they, as of January 10th, the sheriff's office uh, has actually looked into more than 1,300 tips from the public. So I just find it super interesting that Sheriff Speezy still has not come out and uh, done any sort of an update. I do know that they've been really quiet. However, you know, something would be nice. Um, welcome. I see some of you also joining the crime ring. So welcome aboard to our crime ring. We're doing a Zoom call this Saturday and also a members live stream this Saturday as well. So just so you know, once you come on board, you can look for that. Yes, I've heard a little rumor about that, that uh, our our little, I'm not even going to call him a buddy, he's not, uh, our, <laughs> what do you call, Bear, Barry? Just call him Barry. I heard that he ha might have a little bit of a a new flame. But again, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the details. Just that I heard that a little bit. All right. Welcome aboard, you guys. I see you. <laughs> All right. So they did have on this news um, article, they did have Andy Mormon, who is Suzanne's brother, he was speaking, and this is actually an older video that they brought up again, but it's important because he was sitting there talking. And first he says, my sister was the sweetest person ever. And non-confrontational, he says, and just the sweetest girl. And we've seen that and heard all these beautiful stories about Suzanne. So Andy says, and I'm, I got this verbatim, okay? He says, please Barry, if you could see this, I would really love it if you would take the time to revisit the authorities and go over everything once again. Take a voice analysis and a lie detector test and clear yourself. Put my mind at ease and everybody out there's mind at ease. If you want to shut the rumors, that's the way to do it. You need to find your wife. That should be your only goal is to find your wife. And whatever you're asked to do by the authorities, that's what you should do. If you're not guilty, then step up to the plate. I want to believe that myself. I certainly don't want it to be Barry. And 
I just wanted to reiterate that because, well, for a few reasons. Obviously, it's important. Obviously, Andy is Suzanne's brother. And also, I mean, this is a man that Andy has known for 30 years as well. So it's his brother-in-law. And so really heartbreaking when your sister goes missing and then you see some very odd behavior and, you know, things that you never thought your brother-in-law would do or wouldn't do, like not participating in a search and just, you know, doing some strange things. So obviously it makes a brother-in-law scratch his head and wonder what's going on. Why aren't you searching for my sister? Why are you acting odd? Why is there a bike down the ravine that you're telling me she went bike riding when clearly she didn't go bike riding? And he's said that a few times, Andy has. Like, listen, I saw the bike. There's no way she was on the bike. She was not on the bike. And that was right from the beginning. He came out right away as soon as she was missing. And he saw the area. And he said, forget about the the cat or any other part, like whatever kind of cat it was, there was no cat, there was no animal. And then we saw things change uh, into an abduction and then uh, all kinds of odd behavior, in my opinion, that we've seen and heard of Barry actually, you know, looking in a garbage can and, um, obviously is 26 or 25 second video. There's just some weird, weird things into this case. And, oh, hey, there you go. Hey, real gone gonzo. Hi, Rocky Mountain, it's nice to see you. Speaking of boots on the ground in the Suzanne Morphew case. <clears throat> Thanks for stopping by. Um, so, there's some weird, weird things in this, and we obviously want Suzanne to be found. I still stick by my triangle theory. I am not deviating from my triangle theory, and so you guys can take a look at that um, um, in the description below to see the playlist. But uh, I still stand strong in how I feel about this situation, and until I can see otherwise, or you know, you guys too, we just want to see this. We want to see justice, and I certainly don't want anyone to, who is responsible or who are responsible to walk away and live another life without being uh, responsible for the actions of whatever happened. So first, we got to find Suzanne, and uh, be nice if the sheriff would come out. I think, I think we've seen in other, other situations, other cases where we see the sheriff come out, we see the chief come out um, and they're talking and they're saying something. And I think the public deserves that. Yeah, I know that you can't say things that are, um, that are about the case and you know, you gotta keep things close because of the investigation. But sometimes it would be nice to see, hey, make an appearance, talk to the public, you know, and that's my opinion. What do you guys think? Hey, Jason, nice to see you. Thank you. <clears throat> Pat says, how's the sassiest true crime we're holding up tonight? I'm doing well. Thank you. Things are going well. 
um, thing, oops, things are moving. We all deserve answers coming soon. Let's hope those answers come. And we need to find Suzanne because let me tell you, as you know, it's frustrating. So, yeah, it just needs, they just need to come out and say something, even like, hey, we acknowledge it's been nine months and, you know, what, however that should be. Jason, I see you becoming a member. Welcome aboard. <laughs> um, I don't know why they're so closed mouth. I'm not too sure. Uh, maybe they're just don't have really much new, but I really do believe they should just make an appearance. That would be nice. Well, welcome to your first live. <laughs> All right. So do you guys have any questions about, about this? I mean, like I said, I didn't have a whole lot on Suzanne, but a little bit. And we still need to keep her name out there. Now, one of the things I did today, let me just, I already forgot. Can you believe that? I'm just gonna see if it works because I made a little thing to go for lives, but then I realized it might not work. And I just wanna show, yeah, see, it'll cover it up, but we'll figure it out for next time. But I made little titles on it. So, <laughs> you know, little by little, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Let me get back to the comments. Maria says, too much silence from law enforcement in the two boys case too classic and sincere, too much silence. Well, I've seen the chief uh, speak more in a week than I've seen uh, Sheriff Speezy speak in nine months. So, and I, I totally see what you're saying, but it is too quiet. Charlsey says, hey, Ladybug, yes, Barry, takes, take the test. Shut our mouths, prove us wrong. Don't worry, we'll, we will wait. <laughs> Thanks, Charlsey. Uh, yeah, uh, I, do, I do wonder, because we're going on a year, right? In a couple months, it'll be a year. I'm wondering if then they'll say something if we haven't found her yet or they haven't found her yet, um, or they'll still stay silent. I wonder if Barry's staying silent or what this all means if he does have a new girlfriend. You know, that would be very, that's kind of odd, in my opinion. You know, your wife's missing a 30 years and nine months later, you have a girlfriend. Well, to each their own. Maybe he's grieved pretty quick and wanted to get on with his life really quick without even knowing where or sorry, without his wife being found, I want to say not knowing because he may not, he may know where she is and he may not, right? So I guess he felt it was time to move on. Leave it to Linda, always going to be a member on It's a Crime. Yeah, you're awesome. Nice to have you back. Um, thanks, Heather, you're having fun. I'm glad you guys are having fun. I'm freezing my butt off in Canada. It is freezing here. Okay, so let's head on to the next one if you guys are okay. Jan, Jan wonders if there's some trafficking going on. 
Let me tell you something a little bit, Jan, um, just because it's a good question because a lot of people ask those kinds of questions. The more I learn about this case, the more I did some diving into the case, the less likely it was that this is what happened to Suzanne. Um, as our friends at Profiling Evil always talk about the victimology and, and the risk, low risk versus high risk, this is a low risk situation. So Suzanne really didn't do any type of risky behaviors. Add to that, she lives in a very tiny town of like 415 people. Uh, Salida is just near, there was like 6,000. Uh, I believe it was, and or is, and um, it just narrows the pool a little bit of who it could be. Add to that some odd behaviors and some outright lies, which, which this is a fact, Barry admit to lying and in a few areas, and the ones that he didn't um, admit to lying about there was conflicting stories. So in essence, how can you have a conflicting story if it's the truth? Living Life in Hawaii says, these hubbies getting trickier hiding bodies. Poor Suzanne, we will find her. This is the thing. Um, I feel like if people in general who commit these crimes keep getting away with it, what's going to happen? There's going to be more of it in my opinion. And so it's important that the people who are responsible for it and know they're responsible for it, they be held accountable and not get away with it. So we got to hope and pray that's what's going to happen. It's frustrating. And in a town of very small amount of people, um, people know people, right? In a small town, you know where Bob lives, you know where Betty lives, you drive down, it's like, that's where Betty is, turn at Betty's house, and then you're going to get to Bob's house, and then you should be there, and that's my house, you know, you know what I mean? Like, that's how they, that's how they talk, that's how they give directions. Real Gone Gonzo says, Barry is thinning, stress can eat you alive, we are on the case, keep the pressure on, that a boy. And, uh, Barry, I'm not, I'm not stopping either. I may not put out as many videos but um, as I was, but I'm not stopping. So just so that little service announcement. There's always behind the scenes. <laughs> All right. Some of you, it's like first, first time in here. It's awesome. Stacy wants to know what is the 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 nickname you have for Eduardo? Yes, uh, it's Eduardo Amaletto, Eduardo, because Leticia calls him Eduardo. <laughs> Service announcement. Uh, is this thing on? Is this thing on? <laughs> Hello. Service announcement. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the next one. I think we've had enough of Bear Bear for a bit, and uh, we'll keep going. Linda says, small town gangster stuff like Mayor Thorpe. <laughs> Mayor Thorpe's very tiny, just so you know, and there's all kinds of things that go on there. So yes, you're right, Linda. 
Melissa says, I worry that's why people are moving to Colorado. Didn't Bear Bear isolate her on purpose? Doesn't it seem like it? Well, they went in 2018. And even Andy said he was very worried about his sister going there. You know, if it was isolated, maybe she'll be lonely there. Um, I don't know if Barry isolated her on purpose. Uh, I don't know. But it uh, it's interesting how they move away. Um, and, you know, living life there compared to back home and new territory kind of thing. But it's also a small town. So either they have a, a lot of different cliques and, and it takes some time to get to know them people. But from my understanding, Suzanne knew a few people in town and she had some friends there too. So I don't know. Ah, yes, there it is, Eduardo Amuleto. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah. Um, Mrs. MR says, maybe Barry done some shaping up in Mexico if he's looking thin. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see uh, what's happening. I heard about that little trip as well. Uh, I don't know details. So if you guys have some details on it, I'd be so happy if you'd email me at it's a crime and a shame at gmail.com and uh, fill me in on the info snacks. Um, Tracy says, who goes biking alone on Mother's Day, though? That's a good question. However, I want to give you guys a little bit of I'm playing devil's advocate and uh just because I didn't celebrate Mother's Day on Mother's Day. I celebrated Mother's the day, Mother's Day the day before because my hubby was actually working on Mother's Day. So we all did it the day before. And so I can see if she wanted to go bike riding in the morning waiting for the girls to come. However, uh, we know the sequence of events, let's say, that happened that weekend were very strange and very sudden. So I have a few questions on that, as you guys know, especially, okay, does she go biking? Well, we knew she went biking and actually the fire chief said that she goes after church, but it was COVID or at the time, just starting all that stuff and um, church was not available and it was only online, I believe. <clears throat> so. I want to know if Barry ever went biking with her or if she typically went by herself. That would be something good to know, too. But pretty sure, in my opinion, she never was on a bike ride. So. Nice to see you guys come on in. <laughs> All right. Yeah, she, she didn't go biking, in my opinion. Julie, I haven't seen you in a long time. How are you? Julie says, Linda, through it all from the beginning, you have done a wonderful job. Always Linda, just Julie and Dr. Ed. Nice to see you. Thank you for coming by. All right. Whew. You guys are bringing me some snacks tonight here. Brent says, I just want to know if Barry used a black bike helmet like to know that as well mina says not buying the bike ride yeah there's there's no bike ride right barry 
no bike ride. And Kim says, I'm glad you don't have a cat filter issue. <laughs> that would be funny, though. Maybe one day. All right, let's move on. All right, uh, Evelyn Boswell. They actually just passed the law, the Evelyn's law. It was passed. And this is interesting because it now, this law requires a parent who knows, learns, or believes their child is missing that they have to file a report with a local law enforcement agency or the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, TBI. The law would apply to a child 12 years or younger and requires the report to be filled within 24 hours after the child is believed to be missing, which is interesting because earlier we thought it was 48 hours, but it's saying 24. So a parent who fails to file a report would be faced with a class A demeanor. In addition, anyone who makes a false allegation against a parent for failure to report a missing child could be charged with filing a false report. And um, <laughs> well, he may on occasion have seen my videos, right, Barry? All right. So also recently we learned that Megan Boswell, Evelyn's mom, the death penalty is not being pursued. So some people are quite upset at that. But the state prosecutors actually said that they will seek life imprisonment without parole for Megan. And they said it, their decision was based on legal precedent. And uh, the district attorney, General Barry Staubis, for Sullivan County believes that life imprisonment without parole was the correct decision. The court documents listed one aggravating factor reading the murder was committed against a person less than 12 years of age and the defendant was 18 years of age or older. And it says also because, sorry, uh, the prior decision by the Tennessee Supreme Court says if you have an 18-year-old defendant without a record and only one aggravating factor, then it's disproportionate and it's not a valid death penalty in that case. That's what they decided. So Megan's next court date is actually set for May 14th. And I know the lawyers were having a chat on uh, in court on over Zoom, and they were talking about just the sheer amount of info that they have to go through for the case evidence and um but they said it for may 14th so <clears throat> so heather says my heart breaks for evelyn boswell poor baby i think she should be seeking the death penalty for her a, a lot of people have felt that way there's actually a facebook group named evelyn's army and they actually um, act in, in, in Evelyn's honor, is what they're saying. And the admin members actually have been delivering comfort bags. We've seen that. They've delivered 115 comfort bags now for children in domestic violence situations. And Candace Crook, who's a community member, we've seen her actually a couple of times as well being interviewed. And she said, this is something small and something that we can do for Evelyn. 
she says donations like money, toys, coloring books, winter gear, and other supplies are welcome. If you're interested in donating, you can find out more on their Facebook group. I'll actually write a note to myself to add the Facebook group uh, link down in the description below so that if you guys want to go head on over there, you can. Uh, group link. And she would have been two years old in November, little Evelyn. Now, back to the death penalty ruling, the Evelyn's Army group says, a lot of us were shocked because I think a lot of us were thinking that since it was a crime against a baby, that they would go for the death penalty. And then whenever it came back that they were just seeking life without parole, a lot of us were shocked. But I think we kind of understand where they're coming from. It felt like that is going to be a good enough, sorry, if they felt like that is going to be good enough justice for Evelyn, that is all I'm concerned with. Hopefully coming up in May, we will have a more solid idea of when the trial is going to start, what that's going to entail, and if they're going to move it to a different location. Because Sullivan County is getting major uh, um, what's attention on it. And Vanessa says the death penalty should be abolished. No one has the right to take another's life. This should not apply to some and not to others. So what do you guys think about this? I know it's it's conflicting. A lot of people are saying yes and no and Yes, this is correct. Uh Moonlight View says Barry says he's the last to see Suzanne alive at 4 or 5 in the morning, two different stories. Um so yes, he is the last one to see her and he's said that that we know of. Now, and also, if you guys, um, you may or may not know, and most of you do, but Megan doesn't have a criminal history until now, um, only being 18 years old, but her mom is in and out of jail and court all the time. And by all the time, I think I've counted three times, I believe it was three even just in a few short months while everyone was looking for Evelyn. Algo says, I don't agree with the death penalty, but I would execute in the most unusual and cruel way anyone who dares harm children. Y'all know I'm a lawyer, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's hard. It's really, really hard. Um, I don't understand. I just don't understand. So there's mixed, everybody has kind of mixed opinions about uh, the death penalty. Um, it's hard too. like you see an 18 year old there, man. I mean, her life she took a life if she did. And Interestingly, they haven't given the results of the autopsy, uh, yet Megan has been able to review the autopsy. And when they were in court just recently, there was something going on with her and her lawyer because she spoke up to the lawyer, or sorry, to the judge, and she had a, a moment to say something. And she said, you know, everything's all good now with me and 
my lawyer. So that was interesting. They must have butted heads on stuff. I'm, I'm not sure. All right, so just reading some of your comments for a minute. <laughs> I got to put this. Chihuahua Dawson says, Barry, quite the scary. How does your garden grow, sir? A lot of red flags in there. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's a very tricky subject. Oops. These people took their children's lives, husband killing wives. These monsters gave up their right to live, in my opinion. If you're just joining me right now, um, I just covered Suzanne Morphew's case. We're talking about Evelyn Boswell right now. I have a few cases to go. I'm going to put timestamps in after the uh, after the live stream and then i also already have the playlist down below that you can click on and check out some of my videos all right so kay ellis says i personally think that they just made that just maybe she left baby evelyn with her mother to babysit first so she could go to work and i think that the grandma and her drug addiction caused an accident um i think Thank you for your opinion. I, I think um, we'll see what's going on. I know there's been so many lies coming out of Megan's mouth. I wonder, like, as they were investigating, there were so many lies, like, legit, they just kept saying, the sheriff just kept saying every single time she's lying. And he says, I mean, every single time. I wonder if it's the same way right now. I wonder if it's she, there's that obstacle where she's just not even talking to the lawyer and he's getting frustrated maybe or maybe she's just okay you know i'll talk or or what i don't know so that's that for evelyn let's get on next one all right see about if you guys have any more uh comments or questions about that Yeah, there hasn't been anything that's come out yet for Evelyn. It's like the autopsy sealed. I'm sure, though, I mean, by May, we're going to know a lot more coming out. It's interesting, though, isn't it, how each case is so different. You know, some pieces we get so much information and some pieces we don't. It's just very interesting. And I'm not I'm, I'm also meaning not just from the authorities. I mean, in general. OK, so. And she's just such a cute little peanut. I got to show you guys the little banner here. Let me show you this. She's so cute. Where are you? I mean, look how cute she is. Just so cute. All right. Go back to the comments and we will keep going.
Does anyone have truth serum? Yeah, right. Well, we could have used that in a couple different things. All right. <clears throat> now to Gannon. First of all, um, I want to thank those who have donated to Landon's GoFundMe. I had posted that in my video yesterday. If you haven't seen it, maybe you got the reminders, maybe you haven't got the reminders, please check out that video on Gannon I did yesterday. And it has been one year on January 27th, so it's just past one year for him. And coming up on March, in March um, 18th, I believe was 18th that he was found. So Landon and Al actually were interviewed and I had shown that also in my video. And it's heartbreaking. You see Landon still, you know, she was super fresh and I don't know if she's ever going to be, if she's ever gonna be, you know, what's the word? I don't think, I don't think you can ever get over that. Um, but she stated she's just broken and she just feels like the puzzle pieces are in front of her is what she said. And it's just not fitting together and she just doesn't know why. So she's going back and forth from South Carolina and Letitia's court dates actually on March 11th and 12th. And I'll be following that very, very closely, as you know, and we all want justice for Gannon. And so we're not going to stop until that happens. But she has a few different hearings this month and in March. So she has one on February 19th, and it's a hearing. And uh, not, not long ago, she was in court. Remember when they did the assessment and then she was deemed competent? Well, she also wants a new lawyer. And that's on February 19th that they're going to do that hearing. March 11th and 12th is a preliminary hearing, like I said, and that'll be, I believe it starts at 8.30 in the morning. It was kind of a weird time. Uh, March 29th, it says status conference, and then April 30th is a permanent orders hearing. And if that's, to my understanding, is supposed to be about the divorce. But I'm not too sure if that's what it is or, um, or what. Yes. So you guys are very vocal about Letitia. Yes. So yeah, I, I think this is, I think this is going to be it as well. And I have a little info snack for you too is in a minute here. So when I checked last on the GoFundMe yesterday, when I did a, uh, the video was at 3,000. Now it's at 3,825. So for those of you who donated, thank you so, so much. Um, every little bit helps because obviously Landon has to go back and forth. There's food, there's hotel, there's uh, transportation, there's rent, you know, uh, plane tickets and all that. So I'll have that also in the description box below. Now, Here's a little info snack. Guess who got her license finally revoked? That's right, Leticia. And let me read it to you if you guys like to hear about it. Um, she got her school, her board license taken away because she was working in the school districts. Ah, let's just read this. The State Board of Education considered this matter on February 9th, 2021. On March 11th, 2020, the chair of the State Board 
some, uh, summarily suspended Letitia H. Stokes South Carolina Educator Certificate. On March 11, 2020, the South Carolina Department of Education sent the summary suspension order and a notice letter to Ms. Stokes regarding the possible suspension or revocation of her South Carolina Educator Certificate. The SCDE subsequently sent Ms. Stoke a second notice letter on December 28, 2020, informing her of the pending action against her educator certificate and her right to a hearing. The SCDE has verified Ms. Stoke's address. Under the South Carolina Rules of Civil Procedure 5B, Ms. Stoke has been given fair notice of constitutional due process. She has not contacted the SCDE to request a hearing and is now in default. After considering the evidence presented, the state board voted to pre permanently revoke Ms. Stokes' educator certificate effective February 9th, 2021. Now, interestingly, I'm surprised, side note, I'm surprised that she didn't actually write some sort of weird letter like she gave to the judge and everybody saying, I'm 100% confident in my, uh, in my innocence and uh, I'm 100% confident, blah, 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 that I'll be back teaching, blah, blah, blah. So it's interesting. And then in this document, it says findings of fact, Ms. Stoke holds a suspended South Carolina educator certificate and has over five years of teaching experience. Ms. Stoke's educator certificate was previously suspended by the state board from May 11th, 2016 to November 7th, 2016 due to unprofessional conduct for breach of contract. On March 11, 2020, the State Board summarily suspended Ms. Stokes' South Carolina educate, uh, Educator Certificate. Uh, sorry, certification, certification. Whew. This action was taken in response to reports Ms. Stokes was arrested on charges of murder in the first degree, child abuse resulting in death, tampering with a de de deceased human body, and tampering with physical evidence. These charges stemmed from the disappearance of Ms. Stokes' stepson. As a basis for the arrest warrants on the charges, investigators in Colorado submitted a 32-page affidavit that detailed forensic and investigative evidence to support probable, probable cause for the warrants. So, um, then it talks about in conclusion, at the time of her arrest, Ms. Stoke also had held educator certification in Colorado. On October 27, 2020, Ms. Stokes' Colorado Educator Certification was revoked after she failed to appear before the Colorado Administrative Court. And obviously she was in jail. Ms. Stokes' criminal charges are still pending. However, Ms. Stokes has not responded to the notice for that either. And the SCDE has considered evidence provided by law enforcement and the educator certification body in Colorado. After considering the evidence presented, the state board voted to permanently revoke Ms. Stokes' educator certificate. Ah, certificate. Now, did she say something like she'll be back or something like that? I can't remember. Something to that. So basically, she got it revoked in both states and she's never going to be a teacher again because she's never getting out of jail, in my opinion, again, hopefully. So, there's the blue hearts for Gannon, right? Unprofessional conduct, what a surprise, right? Yeah, I think that's a theme with her. It's a pattern. <laughs> Revoked.
Now, I would like I would like your guys' opinion on this because trial's coming up for her, right? Well, she has a preliminary hearing coming up. They'll determine if there's enough evidence to go forward. Pretty sure they do, in my opinion. Usually we see Letitia act out before something big comes, uh, kind of like how she pretended to be crazy in Zoom calls like three days before her assessment. And I could only imagine what it was like in the actual assessment. It was probably a gong show. Um, so I was wondering today if she was going to pull some shenanigans before court or if she's going to be on her best behavior because it's coming. So I do wonder. Trial, is, uh, the preliminary hearing is March 11th and 12th. I do really want to be there. But from Canada, it's not going to happen. Yeah, this is what I'm wondering. Can you imagine what craziness is about to come up next month? This is what I'm wondering as well. <clears throat> so... Yeah, right. I wouldn't be surprised if Letitia writes a letter to the board about why is her teaching license revoked. And I wonder if she would sign it as a doctor on there. Dr. T. Stouk. So that would be interesting, too. So those that's basically the info we have right now for Gannon and for Letitia. It's going to be... Um, it's going to be interesting what comes out at that preliminary or at the in trial, I should say. But it's going to be interesting. Anyways, they did ask for extra security at this preliminary hearing. And the judge says, I understand. Like they didn't go into details. They just said, I understand what you're saying. So we'll see. Probably. I don't know. I'm just guesstimating. I don't know why why those words you know if there was something that happened and that's why they're saying that or or just i don't think it's i don't think it's like just in case i think something happened something went down and they're like no we better beef up security so Julianne says she definitely is going to pull some shenanigans because she just can't help herself. It's going to be quite entertaining. I just hate the entertainment is at the cost of sweet Gannon's life. Yeah. I may joke about Letitia's shenanigans, but I find it incredibly, incredibly insulting. I mean, it, what's in more insulting is, is how she's writing a letter to the judge and saying she's innocent and, you know, pulling these, pretending to be crazy. I mean, it's just, She's better just to shut her mouth up, but she can keep talking all she wants. There's going to be more. There'll be more. I don't know. She might She might just tone her down a little bit before the preliminary hearing, or maybe she ramps it up. I don't know with this girl. What subject were we on right now? We're talking about Letitia Stoke and the Gannon Stoke case. Yeah, she, she actually got into, she attacked one of the guards when she first got arrested back in March. Uh, she tried to escape jail. She 
uh, well, and she was bribing another inmate. Um, she pretended to be crazy and legit. I saw it on zoom. Like she was standing up and going in circles and acting like a crazy person, but she wasn't crazy. We just knew she was doing the shenanigans. So it's just making her look like a bigger idiot. Death penalty for Letitia, it's on the table. Uh, because it happened before they passed the law in Colorado, she's still eligible for the death penalty. So, she received threats in her, yes, she received threats in her peanut butter. I forgot about that one too. So she's not crazy. She's just um, ridiculous. Yeah, she wrote a letter to the judge. Check out my, uh, check out my, in the description box below this video, I have a link to my Gannon playlist and you can take a look at that as well. I have quite a few videos on him. All right. Anybody have any more questions about it? So just know that I will follow this very, very closely um, and I will follow it all the way till she, till justice gets served. Let's just say that. Um, I, I can't say I'm prepared to listen to the details in it because I think it's going to be worse than we think. But if it means that she goes to jail for good, then that's what we're going to do. Yeah, how can I forget about that letter? Yeah, you can't forget about the letter. All right, next one. Let's talk about Chad Wheeler. Some of you guys don't know who he is. And, oh, I got to show you one sec, though, you guys. Oh, Natasha says, you have to laugh sometimes at this, although this is so serious, RAP to the victims that didn't deserve death. Thank you, Natasha. Okay, let me show you. I got to just show you a little picture of Gannon there. I tried to do some titles. And so when we're talking, have a picture only didn't quite go as planned because um, you can't see me. So we'll figure it out. Maureen says they won't give her the death penalty, not after the girl was found innocent in the Anthony case. You know what? Um, I'm not sure if they're going to or not. They might. And I'm just saying that because of Michael Allen. Uh, I have full faith in that guy. I'm I'm excited for him because he has a pre, what is like a hundred percent ratio. He's great. So it's good. All right. Next, we're going to talk about Chad Wheeler. Now, Chad Wheeler is an F NFL footballer. Okay, and. He made some headlines uh, because on January 22nd, which actually I just found out was a couple days after his birthday, he just turned 27. And it was a couple days after his birthday. He sent a text to his girlfriend. Um, he has long hair, like super long hair. I actually have a picture of them together. And I did that on purpose so you guys see him. Well, you can't see his hair right there. It's long, like it goes halfway down his shirt. Like it's probably longer than mine. And he's known for his hair. This is what the girlfriend says. Like, he loves it. And so he sends a text to her and says, or just a picture of his hair chopped. And the girlfriend's 
kind of going, well, like that's his, that's his thing is long hair. This is weird. She gets home and she's saying he's kind of acting like, you know, it's not a big deal. Like he cut his hair. And then she said, emotionally he started going downhill. Now, Chad actually has um, bipolar. He's bipolar and he takes medication. However, he hadn't been taking his medication. So, and not that this is an excuse because I've had a lot of comments, people saying, hey, I'm bipolar, I take my meds. If I'm not on my meds, it doesn't mean I attempt to kill somebody because in my opinion, he attempted to kill her twice. So basically he goes into the room and says to Aaliyah, that's her name, bow down to me. She's kind of like, what? He goes, bow down to me. And she says, no. And he goes and grabs her by the throat and chucks her on the bed. She loses consciousness and she does that. She loses it twice because he comes at her again. When she comes to, right, he comes in and sipping a smoothie, like he was eating his dinner, sipping a smoothie. like, wow, you're still alive. Like that. That's how she described it, basically, sipping a smoothie. She goes to get off the bed. He grabs onto her arm and did some stuff to her arm. Basically, she had to have surgery. She has a steel plate in there. She uh, has some bolts and some stuff in her arm dislocated her elbow, like all kinds of stuff. Okay. She runs into the bathroom. Now she's freaking out, right? He just tried to kill her twice. She's in the bathroom and she's bleeding on her face. And she locks herself in the door, uh, sorry, in the bathroom. She has her phone though. And she texts the family, her family, friends, and his dad to call 911 because he's she's freaked that you know he might freak out if she's call if he hears her calling. So but she does end up call nine calling 911 and she literally says help me I'm going to die. And the officers arrive on scene and before that let me go before that actually Chad's dad calls him and is like hey what's going on and he says nothing I'm just having dinner I'm just chilling. So cops arrive, and this is about just before 10 o'clock at night. Cops arrive. They can't get in, so they bust down the door, and they can hear her screaming. They bust down the door and then have to bust in because, actually, Chad picks the lock to the bathroom and goes in there, and at this point, he's actually apologizing to her. And cops come in. Now, Chad Wheeler is 310 pounds and he's six foot seven. He is massive. He's massive. Three police officers try to detain him, three. And they actually described him uh, tensing his muscles and they couldn't even move him. They couldn't arrest him, they couldn't move, they couldn't do anything at this point. So they tried tasing him and they legit called it little effect on him. There was barely any effect on this 310 pound muscle monster. Um, so they finally somehow subdue him and arrest him. They go to carry him out. And you know what he's saying to Aaliyah? He's saying, I love you. I don't beat women. I don't beat women. I love you. I'm sorry. He says, I'm sorry. He goes to jail. He gets out on a $400,000 bond.
And the prosecutors actually requested it be $500,000. But $400,000, he pays it, he's out. Now, in court, Aliyah comes in there and is like, no way am I going to let him and his team of lawyers say a bunch of crap about me that's not true. I want to sit there and I want to see, you know, I look them in the eye, right? So they're go they go on court. And Chad requests to go to Hawaii because he has a home there. Judge says no. Aaliyah says, well, I don't agree with Hawaii, but I do suggest he goes to L.A. where his family is, that he go there and stay far away from me. Judge says no. And back up a little bit, Chad asked to go to the Hawaii house because he says now, because they were living together. These guys were living together. They were dating for six months, living together. <clears throat> Judge says no. So she says, well, I'm scared for my life, right? And now he's sitting in a hotel room and I'm freaking out. So she was actually on CBS and she gave an interview. This was just yesterday. And yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. <clears throat> and she's speaking out. She's actually showing her pictures as well of what happened. And she's speaking out because she wants to help other people. She legit thought she died. And she's given a second chance. But the... But the his charges aren't attempted murder. And, but they could carry something like eight to 12 years. Now he went in court today, but I've been checking all day to find out what happened in court. Uh, because let me just check because I haven't seen it. I tried to see if I could fu see it like in um, live or anything like that. There was nothing. So I still haven't got any update on what happened, but I'm going to update you guys because this is important. So he was supposed to be in court this afternoon in Washington. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> I got froggy in my throat for a minute here. So this is just absolutely crazy. Now, he played for the Seattle Seahawks and they dropped him. And there's been some chitter chatter with a bunch of sports enthusiasts. And they're quite upset. And other football players are actually speaking out as well, saying, listen, this, this is a problem. This is a problem. So NFL drop them, okay? They drop them like a hot potato. But a lot of these sports casts, uh, I don't even remember the names. Like, you know, like, I don't even want to say the names because I don't want to get it wrong. But, you know, the sports things where you where you catch the sports, the sports news. Some of them are going for a couple hours, never said anything. And there's a couple of people that are like, no, no, we have to say something about this, which is great. But I'm concerned. As as most of you guys are, is if he gets just a slap on the wrist. Because let me also say that Chad Wheeler pleaded not guilty and. uh and it's it's crazy. I mean, in my mind, if you're choking somebody out twice and think she's dead and never called ambulance or anything, right? What is that? What is that? And so she literally thought she was going to die. So she's on this 
interview talking about him. And here's the thing, because some people are like, well, she must have seen things coming. She just said, you know what? I'm, she They barely even had an argument in the six months they were together. And she said that he was her best friend. They went babysitting their niece, her niece and nephew together. They hung out. They just, they were best friends. So imagine that hanging out, best friends, things are going great. She introduced him to the family, like things are going great. And then all of a sudden she's seeing on a downward slope because she did say that and she knew he, he was bipolar. But well, why isn't he taking his meds, right? And he has had a history of uh, anger issues a few years before that with a roommate or with a, um, I believe it was, uh, maybe it wasn't a roommate. It might've been a roommate or a, a teammate, teammate, I believe it was. So <clears throat> she does, she actually, yeah. Where did I read that? She has an angel. She does. I mean, think of that. So I'm just scrolling here, you guys. <clears throat> Sports anchor, that's it, Nicole. Thank you. Um, it should be attempted murder. I think he was in a violent ego-driven rage. Well, that's the thing. Like it's 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 crazy. Now let me just see. Because I do, maybe, do I have it there? I might not have. And I don't have the charges right now, but let me pull it up because. Yeah, like she even says my safety is at risk. But Aaliyah wants to speak out now and help other people. I mean, she thought she was, she thought she was going to die. And he, what he did to her, and I'm not going to describe it on here, but what he did to her was disgusting. Like, he's just, I mean, it just kept going, or what he does. And it's just not nice. Um, okay. I'm just trying to find out here. He did go to Twitter and apologize. He did go on Twitter. He says, I cannot express my sorrow or remorse enough. I am truly ashamed. 27 years old and the choices he was making. Just let me get these uh, charges. Okay. So he's charged with two felonies and a misdemeanor. Uh, first degree domestic violence assault and domestic violence and lawful imprisonment as well as misdemeanor for resisting arrest. As three, three police officers couldn't handle him. How is a five foot nine, 145 pound woman supposed to? And that to me should have just even gave alarm bells like, yeah, no, you're not going anywhere because you're a weapon. You're a weapon. 
right? Not guilty of being a decent human. I just, I can't, like what he did to her, man. So, <laughs> thank you. <clears throat> there we go. Sharon says, I'm bipolar at 60 and never harmed anyone. So bipolar is not an excuse. I agree. Medication, which I hate, but I take it. I hear that a lot from people who, who are bipolar. They hate taking their medication, uh, but I agree. And I've had dozens of comments under Chad's video saying, I'm bipolar. They say I'm bipolar, and but I'm not murdering anybody. And if you know you have issues like that, then take your medication, right? And it, it's supposed to help you. Now, I don't know the circumstances around Chad. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know why he chose not to take his medication. I found it interesting that it was a few days after his birthday. I find that interesting. Um, just you know, something observed, but it's scary. And then he has the money to pay the $400,000 bail, right? So he pays it and now he's sitting in a hotel and she did get a restraining order, something to affect that he can't go near her. But let's be real about this. Just because somebody has a restraining order doesn't mean anything sometimes, right? Uh, I saw with it was a hollywood story um drew carey drew carey had a fiance and then they kind of split up but she had somebody who was an ex-boyfriend and ended up pushing her off a balcony or something crazy like that and she had uh, a restraining order on him and so sometimes i mean you're not supposed to kill people and there's people who kill too right so i I'm just saying sometimes the law doesn't matter to some of these people. I'm not saying Chad, maybe he'll observe it. Maybe his family's like, you're not going anywhere, whatever, however it would be. But, right? So, so it's sad. Um, and she's terrified and that sucks because she just, she's just said, he was my best friend. And now I got to live with this. And she's had surgeries. Uh, and she was vomiting blood the next day. There's all kinds of things this poor girl had to go to go through. <clears throat> Hi, Joey. Thank you. <laughs> I like your profile picture. <clears throat> oh, Carla. I was watching that last night as I was painting. Um, Elisa Lam had this as a fact recording Netflix. Uh, I was watching that fascinating story. I'm not done it, but it's fascinating. So I am going to follow this through. I'm going to go and watch this. I was hoping to see if I could see it in court. I couldn't find anything. Uh, interestingly too, in it happening Kent Washington and they don't put out the mug shots you have to be the lawyer or someone representing them or them the, their, you know themselves to get it but you can't otherwise
did I hear about, did you hear about Mario Fierro, a high school teacher killed by his fiance's ex-boyfriend turned stalker? No, that's interesting. <clears throat> interesting. Man, there's so many. Sarah, hi, Sarah. Amy Horowitz was the therapist thrown from a third story balcony. She was formally engaged to Drew Carey. Her abuser was Gareth. Thank you. That's who it was. And that's who they were engaged for a year. And then they split up amicably. Like they just, you know, they still cared about each other. And uh, she actually had a restraining order over him. And he came in and then she was basically pushed off the balcony or whatever. She died in Los Angeles. So people are, I mean, I've had that. I've had a stalker in my life years ago. And you know how long it took me to get a restraining order? Six months to get a restraining order. Six months. That's a lifetime to somebody who's being threatened. A lifetime. I did not sleep, let's just say. And I was a single mom at the time. So uh, big time mama bear. And yeah, six months I waited. In fact, when I was at the courthouse, I watched a woman in front of me who was probably in her 70s. And she begged the judge for a restraining order. Begged him against her husband. And said all kinds of different things that happened to her. And the judge said no. Then it was my turn. Judge said no. Luckily, I got a really, really great cop who was just actually crazy story. He actually, um, so I'll tell you that in a minute, got a great cop and he, he said, be right back. <laughs> uh, he helped me out a lot. And years later, oddly enough, this, this is full circle. Um, I never knew his name cause he helped me so much. I never knew his name or I couldn't remember, you know, after going through all that stuff and never could thank him. And one night I went out for dinner and with Mr. Linda and a group of friends. And I had just started dating Mr. Linda. And here he was across, just like across from us having a drink. And he's one of Mr. Linda's buddies. And so I got to thank him, but crazy. I waited six months and I did what Aaliyah did. Uh, they tried to not tell me when court was with this guy. Cause I had to do a victim impact statement. And uh, I was like, what, what is going on? I've heard nothing. And I called and like, well, he's remorseful. Now I'll show you remorseful. And I went into that courtroom. I went into that courtroom and I let him have it. So anyway, long story short, they, they don't care. Some of them don't care. It's just a piece of paper. I'm not supposed to go near her. What's she going to do? Right? And then things happen. So good for Alita to get out there and speak about this. I think it's very smart that they did it also before today because today was court. So interesting. I'm so waiting to see what the judge says. Yeah, it's not funny and please take it more seriously. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? So I do want to follow up on this. I hope, I hope they 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 actually do the right thing because a lot of people get they just walk away. And what happens is, what happens when Chad goes and gets his next girlfriend? 
Now, I'm not saying people can't be um, healed because if they want to change, they will, right? So you put your big boy pants on and you take your medication and you know this about yourself, you learn straight up. So people can change, people can heal, totally believe that, but they need to recognize it and which it looks like he did on Twitter, but I don't know if he really feels that or what, uh, they can change, but it has to start with being accountable. And if he's not accountable, then he's just going to do it again. So stay tuned for that because I, I am going to do a video on that once we figure it out. Hopefully do a video if there's enough information. If not, then you'll see it in the community tab and I have a little bit. Okay. Next. Lori and Chad. Well, it's not Lori and Chad Daybell. It is in the case, but it's not on Lori and Chad, thankfully. <laughs> um. I'm just, let's see, just checking your, before we go on to the next one here. Yeah, you can't change overnight, totally. Yeah. I teach my kids to own it if you do it no matter what. Exactly. All right. So next. Okay. So in the... Lori slash Chad Daybell slash Saga. There's a couple new things. And Tammy's autopsy came back. We know that. And they're keeping it hush hush. I did a poll today. Let's just check because I did a poll today and asked you guys, you think that there's something that they found or do you think it's just... Um, or not. And so let's just check the results here. So out of almost 6,000 votes, my question was, do you think there was something found in Tammy Daybell's autopsy that proves she didn't die of natural causes? Out of the 5.6 thousand votes, 81% said, heck yeah, there must be. 5% says, no, I doubt it. And 14% says, hmm, I don't know. You guys can let me know your thoughts as well in here. Um. Yeah, so people are saying they found something. Uh, 
Rowan says the 5% here. <laughs> I hope so too, because I mean, that will give us some more answers and, and hopefully be a step closer. I mean, it can't be natural. With all the things that happened, it cannot be natural, in my opinion. She's healthy. According to Chad, he was, she wasn't, but she's healthy. She was clogging in her clogging class. She's uh, getting ready for a marathon. Um, these are things that when you have a heart issue, uh, probably not going to be doing. Depending on the degree, but probably a little fearful to be doing. Uh, Kathy says, I don't think they found anything too much time went by before autopsy. Um, the interesting thing is they could still find something. Uh, I'm interested in, in what that is. I found a few info snacks today. I'm going to be doing it in a video because I can't do it justice here. It's really good. Uh, I think it was really good information. So I'm going to do one of those. I have uh, two other deep dives too. And... I have a connecting the dots thing that I just heard a little info snack about too. Again, I'm not gonna be able to say it right now, but I'm putting it together. And this is, this is like when I heard it, I went, ah, oh! and uh, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, see, Jeremy says, why wouldn't they say so? I think so too. The biggest problem is the problem with decomposition. Yes, because it was two months before uh, they actually exhumed her, right? But they didn't know what was going on. Angela says, keep up your amazing work. Much love from Liverpool. Thank you so much, Angela. <laughs> and thank you all of you guys for hanging out with me tonight. I think so too. I think they, I hope they found something, if anything, right? If anything, that they found something that could lead back. Um, Keith Morrison actually is doing a new podcast on Lori Vallow-Daybell and it's called Mommy Doomsday. That's going to be starting on February 16th. So, and uh, I don't have it written down here, but also Brandon Boudreaux, just won a $12 million defamation lawsuit against uh, Melanie, Melanie Pulowski's lawyers for bashing him and saying some not nice things about him, and he won. So I found that interesting. Tracy is saying Malachite. It'll be interesting to see what it actually is, isn't it? We know they bought Malachite rings. We've heard a lot about Malachite. I'm glad that you made your day, you made your day Tara. <laughs> made your day. I can't even speak. Malachite. Malachite is a, uh, a stone, a gemstone. Uh, it can be used in jewelry. It can be used as just like it has healing properties to it. Um, there's all kinds of things, but it's very lethal. 
you can't breathe it in. Gemologists can't breathe it in. Nobody can bring it in, breathe it in, but the dust is toxic. So, and there's all kinds of things they can make from it and like a bomb and all this. I don't know. I haven't dug crazy into it, but I do know that this has been the buzz around for a long time. And Lori and Chad's rings are Malachite, like $30 on Amazon. So I'm not sure quite what they, they're doing, but maybe they bought more than one ring. So, so I do have a couple of deep dives. I know you guys like deep dives and um, I'm, I'm diving in. So we'll, we'll be, we'll be going into that because there's some new information that comes up now and now I'm starting to piece more, you know, you get more information, you tie more things together, more information, tie things together. So. Maria says, hi from Vancouver. Hello, Canadian. Are you going to cover Trina Hunt? Went missing from her home in Port Moody on a Monday. Last to see her is her husband. I just heard about Trina. Um, and I am doing more Canadian cases. So I'll take a peek, see what kind of information I can get. And I'm currently working on, uh, I'm just finishing the timeline of a missing Canadian who has been missing since December from Eastern Canada. And that'll be getting going probably hopefully by next week now. So I'm just tying things together. What well, just happened? That was really weird. Did you guys hear that? That was really weird. That was weird. Okay. I don't even know what to say about that. What'd you guys hear? What it did just like what was that? That was really weird. No, it wasn't. It wasn't falling. It sounded like a voice from the from my computer. Okay, I'm writing down the time on this. So we're going to go back to this. <laughs> it's really weird. What was I talking about? I was talking about the Canadian case. We're talking about Trina Hunt, and we're talking about the Canadian case. That was weird. Okay, I'm going to show you Malachite, because that's what I was going to show you for a minute here. You can see it in the raw form there. But there's some pretty pictures of it. Man, that was weird. Right? We're going to talk about the West, the West boys in a minute. Yeah. I'm a little creeped out. I'm just, it's a little creepy. I don't know what, I don't know what just happened. That was weird. 
it was like, uh, I can't even explain it. Okay. Okay, so look how pretty this is, this malachite polished up. It is pretty. A little spooked a little bit. <laughs> the look on my face is priceless. I was a little, I'm a little, I'm a little spooked. Malachite makes the wearer have no empathy. Well, we know. <clears throat> Hang on. Okay. Just reading here. Janine has goosebumps. Kate, go back to here and tell me what that was because that that was really weird. Um, okay, I'm trying not to be flustered about that. Where were we? We're talking about uh, the Canadian cases. Uh, Trina Hunt, uh, which will I will I will get to. If you guys have some links. Will you please, and you're following that case, uh, can you please email me? Because that makes life a little bit easier. I would really appreciate it. Rachel Elizabeth says, did you ever cover Holly Ellsworth Smith from Calgary who went missing? Yes, I did, Rachel. Um, I have a Holly playlist. If you go onto my channel, I have a few from, from her. Holly Clark. Do 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 do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I so check out my playlist for Holly. Uh, she unfortunately was found in September. And uh, I, I tried to see if there was any more updates because she was found in water, but she didn't have her legs on there. So there's some weird things about that, but I'm not sure if that was because of being in water for a long time, but it was a little bit sketchy. That wouldn't be a bad idea, Marie. Sarah thinks it's Aunt, Aunt Lucille. Grandma Lucille. Okay, so. So be on the lookout for more Canadian cases. It took a little bit longer to talk about because some crazy stuff has been happening. So there's that. Um, I know the Lori Vallow Daybell case, sometimes it's one of those things that 
sounds like I hit the mic. Couldn't hit hit the mic because the mic's on my mic uh, on my Mac, and I'm over here. Um, sometimes we all get sick of the Lori Vallow case, and this is like, oh, I can't even deal with it, and I don't want to watch. <laughs> and then we come back because we get these little pieces of info, and it's important because they still have not been charged with murder. So we can't stop. We can't stop. We just keep digging. Uh, yes. I think I highlighted yours, Sarah, didn't I? About who it was? I thought I did. Meantime. <laughs> okay. I'm a little, I'm just a little bit frazzled for a sec. We're going to be okay. Let's just take a moment and press the thumbs up button for a minute. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so done. All right, let's get to the boys. We're going to get to Orin and Orson West. So there's a few things happening in here that I know of, you guys feel free to give me some info snacks as well. I know there's lots going on. Um, but as of February 10th, it was 50 days since the children have been missing, or I should say reported missing. And according to John Walker, Jacqueline and Trezell are staying in Bakersfield. We, we knew that and are cooperating with police, but not speaking to the public. We also know that the other four children are in protective custody. And this is interesting because a spokesperson for the Department of Human Services in Kern County says in child protective services, protective custody means they're placed in a foster home. They're removed from their family with the allegation of abuse or neglect and placed in a foster home. And she says, every time a child is removed by either law enforcement or CPS, we're involved in the court process for those children. She says there's a process through which parents are evaluated. And she spoke generally about the process, but she emphasized that she was not talking specifically about the California City case. However, um, she says the parents must complete certain tasks aimed at ensuring the children's safety to regain custody. The parents are given a court-ordered case plan, and if they complete what's asked of them, then they can get their children back in their custody. The parents have around four months to complete the tasks. If they don't do a sufficient job, a judge could rule to keep their kids in foster care. That's where everybody's coming to the table and presenting information about how did the parents do? Did they do enough to get their kids back? Or are they doing well, but not quite there? We need to extend this a little longer, giving them more time, just presenting it all together there.
Rita says, Lindsay Buziak, is that how you say your last name? Was a Canadian real estate agent murdered showing a house that was never solved. Yeah. I forgot about her. I remember that. That was crazy. Um, because she just went to go show a home. Thank you for that. Ooh. Okay, like it's just maybe do you know how to clip it and you can send it to me? Just so weird. Okay. Um, I'll get to that. Now, <clears throat> what do you guys think? I know, I know what you guys are going to say, but what do you think about them getting the children back? The other children? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you guys are saying no way, no way, no, no, no. Big mistake. Yeah. Open mind says I don't think they will. Yeah. I hope not. So the family, actually, there was a candlelight prayer uh, on Monday, February 8th. That was just not very many days ago. Um, and a family member named Keisha Stevenson says, it doesn't hurt for someone to go anonymously with an answer, a lead. People are calling in, but they are not leading us in the right way. People telling this story and that story, but where's the truth? We want the truth. We just want to bring the boys home. That's the thing, right? Just the smallest, tiniest little detail can make this all be a complete puzzle. Yes, here's my email if you need it. Um, another cousin says, it's hard, but we have to stay strong for the parents, the mother and them. It's for this is the of the bio family. Um, the community's been doing their part in a major way. Without them, we'd be lost. And then also Ryan Dean, who's the mother of Orin and Orson, she also went to pray um, for that gathering, and she said she last saw her boys in 2018 around Christmas time, and she told the news that about some memories she says that Oren loves music and used to love taking pictures with her but in recent videos he didn't want to be in photos she says orson would always climb on her and he loves food whenever they played together he would try to eat the toys shaped as food i'm curious at this okay so maybe you guys can elaborate if you know more about this 
but where she says Oren loves music and used to love taking pictures with her, but in recent visits, he didn't want to be in photos. But she's saying she last saw her boys in 2018 around Christmas time. So I'm confused a little bit about that. I think the boys never made it to Cal City. Okay, when they took the dogs there to trace search, they could find trace inside the house, but not in the garden. Yeah, they only did, they could only find, um, detect it inside the house and not outside. But they also have to trust that the parents gave them the right thing for their scent. Yeah, that, that's what my understanding. The boys are fully adopted, so no more visits with birth parents unless that was part of the agreement, which is commonly is not. I'd like to know the actual real details of that. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys know. Like, I mean real, like here's, here's the deal. Uh, what's confusing about Ryan seeing them last in December of eight, 2018? Oh, because of the comment says she last saw them in 2018, but then it says in recent visits he didn't, or Oren didn't want to be in photos. What recent visits, right? If she last saw them in 2018, does she mean recent uh, visits back at that 2018 time? Uh, that a little bit was, I just don't understand a little bit. I'm confused. Oh, wow, Stephanie. Um, any no, new info on the face sweat like in Cody Taylor case? No, because uh, Cody Taylor is now deceased. So there's no trial. There's no any of that. Um, it's weird that you you brought that up because I was just thinking about them uh, the other day. And I was like two days ago, I was going through some of my pictures and I saw them come up and it was like, wow. Um, I wondered about that because I actually saw some weird things when it came to Cody Taylor and uh, just, you know, like the little quirks I see. It's weird, but so no dice. Nothing, nothing's going to come of it. I don't think they're ever going to release that really. I think they kept that all because it happened so fast and he was found dead that I don't think we're going to hear much of anything of that. Chelsea says 25,000 of reward money city's portion falls off on February 23rd. Interesting. BioFamily purchased billboards along highways with flyer. Community and BioFamily still ground searching. AP still doing zero but whining. Oh, wow. Okay. But, and the amount is now at 120,000 is my understanding. But the money, city's portion falls off on February 23rd. Isn't that interesting? That's really interesting. I'm just going to screenshot this because this is a good little info snack. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Charles C.
there you go. There you go. You're already solving some stuff saying maybe just do Zoom. Brenda, it's my understanding. Am I frozen? Just let me know if you guys, if I'm frozen right now. Can you hear me? Well, look at a nice frozen face like that. <laughs> Let's see if this changes anything. Let's see, picture the boys. There we go. You can hear me. We'll fix that in a minute. I don't know what's going on tonight. This is really weird. I'm even wired in tonight. So this is very strange. I don't know. Did it change? You can see the boys now. <laughs> Let it go frozen. <laughs> this is so weird. Okay, in tonight's podcast on It's a Crime, welcome to the new version of a podcast with my eyes weird. Tonight we have all kinds of weird things. Going on. So we'll just keep talking if you can hear me. <laughs> I did put a picture of Orin and Orson up, so hopefully that does something. Um, ah, so weird. A little flustered. It's weird. Okay, good. You see the boys. Okay, so that's good. So that's what I know so far about the about the boys. I do know that there's still people boots on the ground. And they're trying to get answers. And There's still so many questions. Obviously, we want to know. The officers know so much more, right? But they're still having a hard time, too, because they haven't found the babies yet. <laughs> Use the cat filter. <laughs> So, oh my gosh, I'm still frozen. That's crazy. I don't know. It's crazy pants what's going on tonight. But live and learn, whatever, right? It is what it is. It's really weird. Um, what else do you guys know right now? Okay, side note, if this actually, if this 
ends for some reason. I'll try and come back, but I don't know. There's some weird things happening. Um, did you hear they will not be doing a presser on the Delphi girls this year? Really? No presser. That's weird. Where are the boys? Julianne, you're right. I did say I was freezing earlier. Okay, there is some weird stuff going on tonight, but whatever, right? Um, Ian E says, I know two sisters missing in California yesterday. Wow, there's so many cases. Roman Lopez case. I don't know that case. I'm behind the curtain. There we go. Okay. So, well, that's crazy. So now I'm going to try and find out a little bit about more about the boys, but it's really, really hard, right? I mean, they're keeping tight-lipped, of course. We do see some YouTubers going out and getting some answers, which is great. Hopefully then we can get a little bit more pieces of information and put it together. And, uh, Let me see what else I'm reading, you guys. We're going to try and go back and see if this works. You know what? I might even read. Hang on. Let's see if this works. This I've never had this happen before. And now it's dark. <laughs> Please hum when you read. <laughs> this is crazy. Absolutely crazy. I don't know how to get myself back. Can you at least hear me? Still? I don't know. I'm wired in and I've never had this happen in a year. So we're just going to put this banner back on and then we'll just keep talking and see what happens. I don't know. This is crazy pants pretty much all right whatever we're gonna keep talking so i'm gonna get some more on orin and orson hopefully um i still have some connecting of the dots uh video to do a little bit of a deep dive i was just hoping we can get a little bit more information 
so that I can keep doing, uh, doing it, you know, and, and putting these, connecting these dots. Uh, hopefully there'll be something soon, but let me know uh, if you guys have any information, even if you think it's really small, just send it in. Cause maybe it's something that I could piece together in the other things that I have. That's the other thing I have. Um, where did I have that? I have a little bit of information on the family and because the grandparents spoke out and this is what they said. They said uh, they did an exclusive interview with ABC News and Wanda West, who's the grandmother of the toddlers, said that uh, this about the adoptive parents, which is I find this very interesting. OK, so they said. She says, I just know they were really good parents as far as I'm concerned. Let me say that again. I just know they were really good parents as far as I'm concerned. So I ask, oh, you know, they were, but they're not now. That's my natural reaction. So uh, they also said the, the fact that people are gathering outside of our home accusing us is demoralizing. And authorities received more than 2,000 tips and they have been using imaging devices. We saw that on the property of the West and beside uh, in those empty lots. Um, police still suspect foul play was involved in the disappearance of the boys and obviously according to John Walker, but no per suspects or persons of interest have been named in this case at the time. But he says, we have not ruled anyone out. And that's very, very important. Because obviously the parents are still being looked at, right? And I mean, they're the last to see the children, technically. I'm just going to write down something here. Please hold. <laughs> so weird. What a weird night. Okay. Um, they also go on to say the adoptive dad's family says they're targets, not from authorities, but from the public. They said it's misguided to blame uncles and aunts and grandparents for children who are missing that we love and care about and are trying to find. Right now, there are people outside the home talking about where the, are the boys. It's like people don't realize we are grieving. We are hurting just like they are. And the biological family um, of the boys also, they had a candlelight prayer on the second. Oh, I read that. So... At least the family's starting to speak out and we're actually hearing something. Oh, Rita, that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, portal pat potty Chad, uh, stop messing with my stuff. Actually, we were talking about Trina uh, and this other case that I'm working on currently when all this kind of weird things happen, it sounded like my voice. It was, I don't know, I don't know what happened. It was just found, sounded like a voice. Somebody else said it sounded like someone said my name. T 
tell the ghost you're doing a show. Uh, ghost, I'm doing a show right now, and I need to come back. I'm not a cat. <laughs> hey, can I do feel I'm already like I can see that I am stuck. I am big time stuck. How do I turn myself into a cat? At least it's something. <clears throat> um, not a cat. Why are the family grieving? Well, the kids are missing, but yeah, I can see your, your point for sure. Come into the come into the light. <laughs> so I don't know how to I, I don't know how to refresh the stream without ending the broadcast. That's the only problem. So it's just really weird. It's just tonight's a podcast. So I'll try. Actually, you know what? This is kind of a learning lesson for me in a way, too, because I can learn how to speak without just being shown on camera. Maybe that'll be different and just be mindful of the gaps, right? So that I just keep talking, which you guys know I don't have a problem to keep keep talking. <laughs> so so now I told you about the new things I'm going to be doing. Uh, new cases are coming, deep dives. I do have somebody helping me out now too, just starting. So it's going to be, uh, you're going to be able to get some more videos from me, which is wonderful. And I can actually start working in what I call and we call my zone of genius, which is just means what I was born to do. So I can do a ASMR. <laughs> no, I did check my cord. There's all kinds of things to do, but I'm I'm legit stuck. It's super weird. So what else do you guys have? Um, some questions for me. Let's open it up to questions. Uh Parmer says, why did the neighbors of grandparents not even know it was their godsons missing? It totally stinks. And no one is being honest. Only AV Watchmen. I don't know. I wonder, I'd like to get more of the timeline. You know what's fun though? Um, I've never done these title pages, kind of. I don't know what to call it, but these, these, um, yeah, like a cover page or whatever. I've never done this before, and today I decided to do it. And then it just so happens I'm frozen tonight, and now I can put the babies on screen because when I first started tonight, it didn't work properly. Like I couldn't split the screen with this, so it kind of worked out that way, anyways, right? My email is it's a crime and a shame at gmail.com. 
So uh, people are playing stupid and afraid to speak up. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about that there are people who know something. Maybe it's about the parents. Maybe it's about the kids. Maybe it's about the actual day or days surrounding that they went missing and they just don't want to be a part of it. They don't want to be involved, like is what I mean. They're just scared to be involved or they just, you know, say to themselves, no, it's not my business. Just stay away from it. So um, I do I do wonder who knows something or maybe somebody from Bakersfield or, you know, maybe there's more details than, than we know um, or more details that they know that they haven't passed on. And that's the worry. The bottom line is these children have to be found. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know where to go, but perhaps if I dig in again, there'll be something that pops out. There'll be some sort of connecting the dots. Some of you may be new in here and don't, um, don't know enough about me or know much about me, but I like to connect the dots uh, and I love timelines. So I'll look at that and put them together and sometimes come up with something. Sometimes it shows and the patterns start to show. So I need to rip a strip into this again. I'd love to know a little bit more details in this timeline if we can tighten it up a little bit. But I don't know how we're going to do that. So it's an obstacle. And the obstacles are frustrating. Thanks, Melissa. Yes, absolutely agree. Remember Dulce's case and how people were afraid to come forward? Yes. Um, uh, the bank lady or realtor said to bring kids out of van. I'm not sure what that means. I don't, Kenny, I'm not sure. I don't think I know much about that. <clears throat> uh, did the cops ever search the house that they formerly lived before moving? Yes, in Bakersfield, it's my understand, yes. Wilma says they are trying to tell you something, not hurt you. Yeah, somebody just said they heard say Linda, but I that's what you're talking about is is the weirdness that's going on tonight. Yeah, it's saying that they're in protective custody, they're in foster care. That's what it was saying. Oh, oops. I was clicking on a different one then because it was a hot day and kids were in van while Trizel signed papers for the house. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I'm scrolling. It's weird. It's weird when you don't see me. I have to actually talk more. I already thought I taught a lot, talked a lot. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Melissa says, I'd be screaming and yelling all over the news, running the streets, looking for my kids. I'm sorry, nothing would stop me. Totally, 100% agree. And Melissa, if I was your neighbor, okay, if I was your neighbor and you'd come and scream and yell, come over and knock on the door, um, I'd get my shoes on and I'd be helping you find your child. So you didn't have to knock on my door. And so these guys is a whole other story. And that's what's so frustrating for people watching this because they know that something's not right. So, um, why did the West ch change the boys' birth names? Uh, not sure they adopted them and changed them. I'm not sure why. Right, knock and ask, exactly, Sister325 says. Uh, owner of house previously said it used to be a girl house before she bought it. It had two holes in roof and garage. Um, I did hear about it being a grow up before. Yes, I know. I want to be on too, but for some reason it is not working. Um, I am still frozen. It's the b most bizarre thing in the world. I don't know what happened. Actually, let me just see something. I'm going to stop my cam for a minute um, behind the scenes and then see if this works again. Yeah, no, I'm still, still frozen. Whatever. Whatever. It's going to do it, I guess. I don't have camera batteries. I'm on a, I'm on a MacBook. Uh, Bonnie asks, what's a grow house? Uh, basically, they're doing their, it's a grow up, like they're, growing weed, marijuana plants, all that. In Canada, if something like that happens, they have to um, declare that and disclose that, that it was formally like that. They have to have been taken into a vehicle to get an Amber Alert. Yeah, Amber Alerts, they have certain criteria to be met in order to do it. Now, um, the couple sounds very fishy. Something wrong is in this case, poor baby's angels. God bless their souls. Yeah, uh, I, I just wish we would know some more of the timeline, see where they are, put these together, see why he's going only one way, not the other. You know, um, what did he do on Sunday? Because Saturday he went to Bakersfield. What did he do Sunday? 
What was his timeline that day? What did they do that day? What did the children do that day? And then Monday is the day that uh, he called in. On Facebook post by Wanda West, she called Orin and Orson the bear and the spy. One of their names means bear and the other one, others mean white. Why were they calling him a spy? Ooh, I don't know. Interesting. Tina makes a good point. How did the other boys know it was the 19th? They saw, they last saw them. I don't, they had a calendar. Good point on that. Cause some kids don't really know the days, right. And they forget or whatever. It's kind of all runs together. But uh, on the 19th is when they went to Bakersfield. So I'm wondering if they equated it to that. Shelby says, uh, APs would not let Ryan Dean see boys after adoption. Yeah, that's what I was told too. So I'm curious about what that mean by recent dates. Hi, Tots. Yeah, the video, for some reason, um, there's some crazy stuff that started happening about the one hour, 22 minute mark. Uh, so right now it's like a podcast. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, Allison says, I'm a teacher and kids do not remember dates. That's why I'm wondering if they just kind of equated that to, hey, it was when, you know, we went to see grandma or, or that kind of thing. Rachel Elizabeth says, or they were coached to say the 19th. What date did Tammy die? Tammy died on October 19th, 2019. And she was actually also had an attempt made on her life on October 10th. I believe it was, sorry, October 9th, 2019. Heather says, and all that information they aren't giving out, not even the last time someone other than the West saw them in person. Yeah, they did. The chief did say that um, the grandmother confirmed when she last saw them, but would not give the date. Lori says, wouldn't the stores have security cameras of them Christmas shopping? One would think, but we don't know if they do or not. Rita Joe says, well, it's true. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, I lived in Cal City for eight years, still have family there, go there often. I know exactly how that town is. Be interesting to see, Rita, what your thoughts are on that town. What was it like living there? I know it was really interesting because the houses are so sporadic in the area where the Wests live. It's just, it's not full blocks. It's like, you know, a few houses sprinkled in each block, basically. And then a little bit to the east, there was maybe even one in a whole entire block and then another one. There is lots of nines, yes. Hey, 
hey, I just had an idea. I just had an idea. Let's see if it's going to work. Might solve the problem. Hang on, you guys. I am going to see if somehow I can invite myself <laughs> to the live stream and then use my phone. Ding, 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 ding. Let's see if that works. Not just a pretty face sometimes. But let's not let's not jump the gun first. Let's see if I can actually do it. This is so weird. I think it'd be weird doing a podcast not being able to see what's going on, right? What do you guys think? I think it's weird. Okay, Mr. Ghosty Guy. I might have outsmarted you. Maybe. The lighting might be terrible, but we're going to do what we're going to do. Hmm. Hang on, you guys. I'm going to get this to work. We're going to figure it out. So weird. Okay, let's see if I can get in there. Hang on, guys. I know it's good. I have to mute this. Okay. This, this might, might not work. Okay. Okay, how about this? I think this might work. As long as you can hear me. Can you hear me? Okay. This is so such a pain in the butt. Because I can hear myself a little bit and it's annoying. Some of you guys are probably getting really annoyed. Hang on. I don't know how to do this. There's an echo on my end. It's, I don't know how to fix it because basically otherwise it's getting brutal. Oh, you guys, this is so frustrating. Unless I can review it. 
Sí. I don't know. Now, now I'm got myself in a mess. <laughs> I'm in a mess. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I can't even shut my phone off. <laughs> you guys, this is not good. Okay. There. There. So annoying. Super duper annoying. Okay, I can't, I can't disconnect. Okay, we're just going to go back to whatever. We're going to keep talking. We'll have a few more minutes and then we'll figure it out. Read the comments one from Vanessa. I don't see that. I'm scrolling back while I was... Uh, Mimi says, has anyone confirmed that Jacqueline Mothers works for CPS? I did turn my volume off on my phone. That's the most bizarre part. <laughs> so weird. Um... Carla says, I heard all the boys are homeschooled by the mom, so no recordings. Lori's laughing, thinks it's funny. I did turn my volume back off. That's the weird part, so I don't know what's going on. Read the comments one from Vanessa. I missed it. Education or something and administrative. Right? At least it's something to laugh about of all the spooky things going on. And then did... Sounds like it's a big outdoor concert. You guys are so sweet for hanging out for hanging out with me when all this stuff's going on. I guess it happens. It's weird though. In a year, never has anything like this this extreme happened. But and what happens is when I do a live stream, I I actually hardwire in so we don't have any issues, and that's the weird thing too. But you know, whatever. Tonight's a weird night, and. Uh, there's some technology things going on. <laughs> I love how funny this live is. <laughs> you know, we just roll with the punches. Are the two foster children okay? What? Uh, Rita, there we go, Rita. Um, California City is one giant marijuana grow up. It used to be a nice little town. Now a lot of new people are coming in. 
all working for the Grow Up City Sponsored. Uh, that's that's what I've been hearing too. So, and we heard that he wanted to go off the grid, right? So, yeah, we do have that. There we go. At least we now have a funny memory to look back on. Remember that time, Linda, when it sounded like some voice came on and then remember the time then your your camera went off and then you miraculously created these slideshows today that didn't work but then ended up working? Remember that time? <laughs> I heard Muffler Man today. I was so happy to hear him. Yeah, I was talking about Ganon earlier. Oops, virtual hug. Look at that. Thank you. Um, the other two foster boys had to have a social worker coming to check, right? I wonder when the last time that was. Good question. I don't know the ins and outs of that. Um, how did you get into making these videos or your channel? What was the hardest part for you getting started? Um, I got into making these videos because I first saw Heidi Broussard's case and it bothered me. That was a year ago. I started in December, so I guess 14 months ago now. And the hardest part getting started is just getting started. You just got to bite the bullet and go in. Uh, sometimes you get too caught up in, you know, backgrounds and this and that and and equipment. And I just turned on my phone and I had an ugly yellow background. Some of you guys remember that. And I just did what I did and, and thought, hey, I'll just try it and see, see and go from there. Yeah, you have been since the start. I remember that. So. Lisa says the APs gave the two foster boys back because they were running off and smoking weed, weed allegedly. And was that different foster boys or these foster ones? I think I heard Chief Walker say that the kids were under 12. <laughs> Drop a one if you've been here since the start. That's awesome. Uh, Ashley says, to me, the AP should be suspects because they were the last to see them, period. Prayers, they're found. Yeah, you know, um, we can't deny the fact that they lied. Uh, we don't know what they lied about, meaning, or, or sorry, why they lied, but we know they lied. 
it what they said and what showed on camera are two different things and we know by their behavior of not searching and only searching for six minutes is odd plus the fact that they said they searched and searched and searched and they didn't and um so there's discrepancies everywhere now really at the end of the day we know that they lied we don't know why they lied right so something's prompting them to lie so wh what is it we don't know exactly what Heather says, I just binge watched you from your first video up to present. So I remember your background. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you saw the, the um, transformation. Brandy says, yay. Oh my gosh, I caught Miss Linda live. Yeah, what happened tonight though is I started two and a half hours ago almost and everything was fine. And then all of a sudden some weird stuff started happening and uh, now my face is stuck. Uh, I'll show you what's happening if I take the banner off uh, for a minute. And, oh, I'm stuck, but you can't even see me now. Uh, I'm not even on. So it's very bizarre. Uh, something's very, very bizarre tonight. So we're just rolling with the punches tonight. Uh, the last part of the stream is now a podcast. <laughs> anybody knows how to do a podcast, please let me know. And then we can uh, transfer it into an actual podcast. I don't know what to do. Except just laugh. And it is what it is. I am very, very glad that it's not my very first time doing a live stream because I think this would have been stressful. But it is what it is, right? I can't really do anything about it. It's just even in the back here, I'm trying to figure it out. And um, I don't even know if I can, I can't green screen anything. I wonder if I can make myself a cat. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, but I can't, I can't do anything. At least if I could have been a cat. Oh, thank you, Debbie. Uh, what, what do you do? You know, like... It's so hard. Okay. Thank you, Heather. You guys are so sweet. Uh, 10 to three, I'm not too sure what that is. Rachel says, okay, but it's worth noting that a child wouldn't wander off much further unfit than you can go in six minutes. Well, here's the thing. It was only two minutes because by the time he walked into the house on camera uh, and then went out the front, it was only two minutes. So technically, how far could you go in two minutes as a three and four year old? You wouldn't get very far, even if you toddled your way, uh, you would only get, you know, half a block. So could older kids have been left alone with the younger kids? Uh, possible. Are you, when though? Uh, that day? I don't know. Uh, 
So just a small town girl says, yes, everything about this couple is odd. We can all sense they're lying. We just don't know what they're lying about exactly or, or why they're lying. Yeah. Uh, do the grow ops have anything to do with Orin and Orson? Good question. Uh, I'm not sure. I All I know, basically all we know is they were reported missing on the 21st. On the 19th, there was only four kids showing to go into that van. And there's only a little bit of a trace, apparently, from Orin and Orson in the house and not out. We want to know the car seats. We want to know, did they find anything? Did they get the scent from car seats? Were there car seats in the van? Um, we saw the them digging up the backyard, meaning the authorities. Uh, they said they haven't gotten anything at this point. Um, and we're still waiting. I mean, people are talking about, is it Baker Bakersfield that they were seen last? Was it Cal City? I just don't know. That's a pretty big stretch. It's not in the stretch of like a couple weeks, right? We're talking from September to December. So that's three months, almost to the day. Oh, perfect. Tina says, Duty Ron is live right now. He says, confirmed with Cal City, 25,000 reward does not expire. That information came from fake book. Also, he's personally adding $2,000, $1,000 for each boy. That's amazing. I know, but it's weird because we can see the questions that you post on the screen. I know, it's weird. What case did I cover first? The very first was Heidi Broussard. She's the girl who went missing with her little baby. And then uh, not long after, she was found deceased in her best friend's back a trunk. But the baby was found safe and she just turned a year. Tots says, if you haven't binged all of Linda's videos from the first one to now, you're truly missing out on how wonderful Truly is and how hard she works. Thank you, Tots. I do my best to bring good content to you guys for sure. I do my best. Lots and lots of hours. Uh, Rita Joe says, I'd be happy to go to Cal City and get photos or info. I know plenty of people in town still. Some will talk, some won't. There's a real vigilante element out there. What do you, what else do you think the reason could be? Do you think they, some people know? Do you think what else, like what is, what is the real reason? Um, is it their safety that they won't talk? Is it they just don't want to get involved? Like what is it? Sarah asks, wasn't Letitia arrested before Gannon was found? Yes. Um, and she was the last to see him, yes. Uh, Letitia was arrested on March 2nd. And then Gannon was found March 18th.
I get an A for effort. Thank you. Uh, Patricia Anderson, they sent two older teen fosters back a while ago and accepted the two current fosters. That's what I thought, too. Thank you, Jules. I'm doing my best for not snapping my crayons. Where's my crayon emoji? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> snapping crayons. Duty Ron is frozen also. That is so weird. Um, yeah, it is too. People, people searching have received threats. Next Daybell court date. Uh, we have one coming up. Let me grab it for you. The next one March twenty second is the change of venue hearing. So another month from now. Oh no, I'm lying. Uh Mark means has the motion to compel on February seventeenth, and then the change of venue hearing on March twenty second for Lori Vallow and um Chad Daybell, and then they have their pretrial conference August 17th, and then their actual trial August 30th to September 3rd. I'm surprised it's not going to be longer because they have so much information. This thing's a, a crazy saga. This is true, Donovan. Vicky, uh, what three or four-year-old would not want to help collect little sticks? Every child loves collecting firewood every time I see them get the chance. And that's a great, great point because you can get them helping and just keep busy and not get into trouble, right? Just come with me, pick up the sticks with me, blah, 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 right? <laughs> Carla says Linda is trolling her own live stream. It's hilarious. So Christine says your coverage on Gannon's case was unbelievable. It was the first case it began following and began binge watching you, Linda, ever since it was when the shelters in place started. Yeah, he's, he has a special place in my heart for sure. And, uh, me and Landon actually share the same birthday. And uh, one day we'll get to sit and talk. Kenny says, I'd like to see what police seen inside the home, how staged. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see what's in there. I'd like to see was there um, some, and I think you're talking about the, the West boys, right? I'd like to see, was there laundry in the basket? Uh, was, you know, what were they wearing besides a dark shirt and dark pants or black shirt and dark pants? What kind of shoes were they wearing? What shirt were they wearing? Um, what'd they have for breakfast that day? And was there evidence of, you know, these extra plates in the sink or the dishwasher 
or uh, snacks because the the other kids went to the parents or the sorry the grandma's house on the nineteenth, and two days later is when they reported missing. So was there bowls in the sink? Was there you know uh, any evidence at all of of the kids being there? Kids are messy. Three and four year old, they're messy. Even just to have lunch or dinner, you have stuff on the shirts. The things are in the laundry. They take it off. They get dirty. They get you know. Um, where are their favorite toys? Like, I'd like to know all those things. Obviously, we'd like to know, but. So. It, it, they didn't, I'm saying about the shoes. Uh, I want to know what kind of shoes they're on, right? Yes, Christine says. Me too, Linda, when they found Gannon and they told us what happened to him, I sobbed. Yeah, I still, I still cry. I just, the other day I was doing, I did a video yesterday about Gannon. Um, please watch that if you can to go there, the interview Landon and Al and um, talk about little different bits there in, in that case uh, or for their little boy. And, and I talk about things in the case, but um just even creating the picture or at the one year mark, I did a community post and even creating the picture. I just, I can't, I just have a hard time just knowing that he, he went through so much and to have that happen. And then, you know, the reality of waking up and not having your little boy there anymore. And it's just, it's just awful. So I hope she gets her just desserts. That's for darn sure. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be there. So this would, I'd like to know too. I'm working on that. Uh, I would like to know why the wait neighbor was watching why Trizel checked the mailbox before and after then flickered the lights. Was that code? Um, I'm going to get to the bottom of that. I have a deep dive coming. I know um, sometimes it takes me a little bit longer because I pick it apart and then I get some new information and I want to pick it up parts more. So stay tuned for that. I do love my deep dives. Uh, I think you guys do too. So, Sylvia says, you're the best, Linda. You have the biggest heart. Aw, thank you, Sylvia. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for staying with me tonight, you guys. I know it's been a little bit of crazy and possibly annoying with some of the uh, tech issues, but you guys are awesome to hang out with me, and uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. So Heather says, I only have my eight-year-old now. My other two are adults, but him alone is messy. Yeah. Kids are messy. They're so messy. Um, Shelby says, they were so worried about COVID. They wouldn't let their kids outside yet. They go to the mall and now the adult store, right? Uh, we know it's all lies, right? Um, let me see. B Dom says, totally okay like this. I have my earbuds in and I'm cleaning the house. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm helping you clean tonight. <laughs> um, the adult store sighting should give investigators all they need to know. AP literally couldn't care less. Yeah, well, with their six-minute search, pretty bad. 
Thank you, Marina. Thank you so much. Rachel says, deep dives are my lifeblood. I know there's going to be more coming and a lot more. I have some help right now and uh, or just starting. And so I can concentrate on these deep dives and connecting dots uh, while uh, I have a little bit of help so I can put out some more videos and then just really have time to investigate them and really dig uh, because sometimes I can do some of my best work, I think, uh, or I believe uh, when I have more time to do that. So I'm looking really forward to doing that. Oh, this is so sweet. My voice too. So a lot of people hate my voice and sometimes it's hard for me to hear my own voice because sometimes it gets really high. <laughs> you guys are so sweet. Thank you. It gives the feeling you've known me all my life. <laughs> One day we'll all be able to meet. Uh, Julianne says, I don't know how you made it through that video I did of, of Gannon the other day with absolutely bawling. Yeah, I'm. it's hard. I have to sometimes retake or just uh, try and work through the lump in my throat. I really want to be there for that. Good question. Catalina says, were there six toothbrushes? Really would love to know. Uh, would love to know if they had his, um, had both of their kids' toothbrushes out and uh, if they could get DNA from them. But again, you'd have to know which one was their toothbrushes as well, right? This is the loaded question. Is the dog's name really Chalk? Were the boys drawing with Chalk or playing with the dog Chalk? Good question. Some people are saying that is the dog's name. Some people are saying, no, it's not. I don't know at this point. Did the West take agree to take the lie detector test? If so, what were the results? Um, Chief Walker said that that they have been offered, and he won't answer anything else from that. Lisa Lisa says, "I think the six minute search was checking to see if persons involved were gone out the gate, and the flickering was some code. Maybe the code." To tell he's calling police now. I'd love to know that. Like I, I'm not letting go of that either, girl. Not letting go of that. I'm still, I'm still deep diving. Party bus, <laughs> Linda's crime ring bus tour. <laughs> We're coming for you, Lori and Letitia. That's funny. <laughs> so. They denied the dog's name as Chalk. Interesting. The other four kids weren't there, though. They would have taken the toothbrush to grandma's with them. Right, but then they'd still technically be like four toothbrushes, right? So, you guys know me in code. <laughs> We're best friends. 
Thank you, Christine. Thank you. I appreciate that. William says, I don't think the children ever made it to Cal City. Very, uh, quite a few people think the same thing. Unless grandma had toothbrushes for them. There you go. Elora says, it's not chalk, it's chalk as in chocolate. Thank you, Vicki. <laughs> what a weird night. Um, after tonight, I'm going to actually go back and I'm going to listen to the part where it gets glitchy. And that was so weird because I heard that voice. It was so weird. So I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to go back and listen to it and try not to be freaked out. I'll probably be <laughs> sleeping with the lights on <laughs> tonight. Hmm. And so... Um, this is a great question. Why did they search the home five times with no sign the boys were even there? Well, from what I understand is when you keep going back, there's a reason you're going back, right? I did get two or three different answers. Um, not that that's anything. It's just, you know, there's different there's different things to go on. Like when I talk to Chris McDonough and we talk about things like that, he says, you know, typically going back and having a, a search warrant, you have to have a reason, obviously. And then going back, it has to be a darn good reason. Now, when talking to Duty Ron, when he was on last week, he says, you know, small town, you go to the judge. It could be just like, hey, I got to go back, cross my you know, dot my I's and cross my T's. And then he just says, okay, I go. So, but five times, that's a big amount of times, right? Wouldn't you agree? There you go. Baby girl says, I've always said that it's hard to get a judge to sign off on one warrant. Five is a bit over the top. So there's a reason they keep going and there's a reason they keep coming back to the yard. And don't forget that you have, um, evidence of some sort they have something to go on and clues of some sort so if it's not making them leave there then there's a reason possibly right they exactly they keep checking the yard oh thank you natasha says i'll donate again i miss your beautiful face and expressions you wouldn't want to see the frozen expression though <laughs> I think it's going to show just like a blank screen, but before you could see like my rolling eyes, <laughs> it was like a blinking or whatever. It was just awful. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's odd. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We can all look back and laugh. Like how we say, remember Linda, when you have the ugly yellow wall behind you and now it's like, remember that night? Sandy says, do you wonder why they only foster male children? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know how that all worked out. And I, I'm not really not familiar with fostering uh, in detail. So I don't know if that's just, you know, kind of what happens. They have, you know, this is 
these are the kids who who need home a home and I don't know I have no idea how that works um Mike King discussed the dogs last night. He indicated if the dog was with them, there would have been barking. Oh yeah, I've I've said that numerous times. Exactly. Um, you don't have a dog like that that doesn't make a, a stink about it. And also, uh, you have a, an open gate. So depending on how obedient the dog is, right? Uh, did he just stay in the yard? But there was no sign of the dog in the backyard. So yeah, I've, I've mentioned that a few times. So, uh, Trina says, what I don't understand is why don't they want to help the adopted mom and dad, even the grandparents? I would be headed there the minute I heard my grandkids live in Cal City. Oh, I see. To go to, I see. Go to, go to Cal City and search. Yeah, um, I'm curious to know when the date actually is that they that the grandma that the grandma saw them last, right? But I'm just hoping that somebody out there can actually can actually just think like if they know something, if they could just set everything aside and just say what you need to say, you know, somebody must know something. And if they do, they just have to, they have to say something no matter what, whatever the consequences are, what, I mean, it's easier said than done, but we have two little boys who are gone and where are they? And the stats aren't good. Tina says the dog's name is Shaka Khan. Interesting. Aw, thanks, Elise. Love me some Linda. She creates a safe spa space for such a morbid genre. I'm staying forever. You're welcome to stay forever. Yeah, I'm curious also, Tina, how you know about that dog's name. Um, Giselle's birthday is September 24th, 1986. Interesting. Yep. That's true. Amanda says, doesn't matter the dog's name, people. It, was in, it wasn't in the backyard. Yeah. They lied, right? It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter because they lied and the, the kids weren't in the backyard. You're right. Right? This is great. A. Michelle says, uh, someone took both boys. Why not one of them? What are the odds that they were both next to each other to be grabbed? And two kids is certainly harder to grab than one. I'm sure you would agree, especially a three and four-year-old. Yeah, they're little, but at the same time, 
it depends if they're feisty, right? Kicking and screaming or whatever. And I mean, let's be real. There wasn't any of that on camera. There was no sign of the kids walking out the front yard. There's no signs of anybody walking out the front yard other than Trizel and Jacqueline moseying their way uh, to the front, not checking around or the front yard uh, like good human beings would. Uh, so then they did their little lazy search and then hung out for 13 minutes waiting for the police. I mean, they must, the police must sit there and go, what is going on? So. We're hoping that something can come. Uh, what else here? I think I missed something. Just scrolling back. I got to, I, it's so weird because I'm trying to um, describe what I'm saying now. I'm being more aware. This is quite interesting, actually. When you don't have video, you have to really describe everything. So it's kind of cool in a way that I can learn and be aware of it. And Maria says, I think something happened December 19th when they left for shopping. I do wonder what the pings were. Oh, I wish I knew that on the phone and what they, what comes from there. So nothing, no updates on Alexis Sharkey. I actually looked today just to double check to see if anybody was in jail, but nothing came of it. And I'm just checking something here, you guys. Yeah, exactly. Regina says they didn't care to look because they already knew they were not there. Exactly. So they just do their their um, lazy search because they're just enough, right? Okay, so what about the store the West went to to shop for Christmas gift? We're not sure if they have video on that or not. Did they go shopping? Were they lying they went to the mall? Would really love to know. Um, Donovan is asking, I don't think I've ever heard a report out of Bakersfield. Is there no chief there? I saw Bayan Wang talk about this, and he said that there's like a, um, oh, geez, what do you call it? Almost like a spokesperson for that, and you have to jump through a bunch of hoops. But Bayan Wang has been covering pretty good uh, coverage on this case. So we're going to give it a few more minutes and then um, it's time to time to get off. The boys will be rambunctious. You know what? That's the thing that is just such a random thing he said. And 
those parents irk me. I mean, it's to the point now where if I talk to Mr. Linda and I'm having a talk with my hubby and uh, I'll say something and go, that's about it. And we both say that all the time now. Well, that's about it. Mm, what's on your, what's on the docket today? Well, I'm going to do some videos and dive into the Orson and Orin case. And that's about it. He bothers me so much. Yeah, sometimes the most logical answer is the easiest answer. Yes, yeah, sometimes if you scale it back and just really look into, oh, you know, give me the meat and potatoes of what happened, right? This, 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 and this. Okay, what's the likelihood? And if we take the parents out, okay, let's take the parents out of the equation for a minute. What's the likelihood of somebody stealing these boys? Could happen, but they're also in a backyard right? They're in a backyard and the dad is getting firewood. Okay. So what's the likelihood of one person, two people, however many people going to steal the ch children? Likelihood, mm, not likely, maybe it could happen, right? If he had a, somebody came up with a gun and then went and walked up and, you know, threatened and then grabbed the children and go, maybe, uh, but you got two children and there's only one of you. So you're going to grab two kids on one each arm. So what's the likelihood of that happening? Let's talk about that, right? Okay. Well, got a problem though. Video doesn't have them on camera. So, ooh, got to get rid of that. That that doesn't work, right? All right. What's the next scenario? Well, maybe they, maybe they sold. Yeah, except that's. That's how it all played out. That's about it. So. It's it's just there's all kinds of options, but at the at the end of the day, is Chris in here? Hello, Chris. Uh, my video doesn't work. There's some all crazy things happen. I don't know if your tech is going all wonky, but mine sure, sure is. And yes, I didn't, I haven't seen your thing, but I see, I see the comment. So hello. <laughs> Does, uh, sorry, I'm just scrolling for a minute. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. <laughs> Something new. Look at the skill I'm learning tonight, you guys. <laughs> yeah, why gather wood? No money to run central heat. Well, no, they have, um, they have actually a solar panel on top of their roof. And uh, they don't need... They don't have that. There we go. Chris is in the house. Hello, Chris. What a weird night. We were talking about all bunch of different cases. We talked about Suzanne Morphew earlier. And um, uh, we did quite a few different cases, actually. And then my tech went wonky. And now I'm stuck. And uh, oddly enough, I made a bunch of these pictures today before I came on tonight to do it like, like presentation wise. So every time I speak about a case, but just so happens that uh, something went wonky and sounded like some sort of interruption on my 
live stream and now you can't see me, so we're just doing it this way. So I'm learning. <laughs> Yeah, so we were just talking about different scenarios. <clears throat> oh, Chris, it's so nice to see you again. I was thinking about you today, how things are going over there with your new with your new uh, channel and how you're enjoying it. And, uh, you know. If you scroll back, though, you might say, see me say a thing or two to Barry. <laughs> you know how feisty I get about him. <clears throat> yeah, this is, uh, plus the porch was right against the house. Yes. Yeah, right. Amanda says, only day they were ever allowed outside, they disappear. Yeah, he contradicts himself throughout it. <clears throat> and yeah, when your kid is missing, calmness is not in the equation. Even if you are the most calm and collected person, I feel like you'd still have an element or quite a few elements of, holy crap, can't believe this is happening. Not, I'm just going to nonchalantly walk through the house and then, ah, well, yeah, I guess it's time to continue on with, uh, that's how that played out. So. Thank you, Lori. It's a crime and a shame at gmail.com. I appreciate that. Yeah, a realty, uh, according to a realty website, the home was entirely solar powered. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it has solar panels and they said not to worry about costs on that because of these new solar panels. Wilma says, why would you go inside and leave the little kids outside? Yeah, I don't, I mean, first off, let's talk about the fire for a minute. You're going to create a fire. What, what, what kind of wood are you getting? You're getting little twigs. These twigs will only burn for so long. It's kindling. It's how, how do you keep a fire going? So where's the other wood? It's just interesting. William says, I don't think they sold the boys. There's my email. Thank you so much, Four Sons Mom. Thank you so much to all the mods tonight. <clears throat> and thank you for helping out. This is crazy. Things are so crazy with this case, in all these cases um, tonight. So I'm going to be working on some new cases. Like I mentioned, I have a couple coming up. And I have a couple deep dives coming up that it's time to roll up the sleeves and Linda's getting to work. So I'm going to bring you 
some of those. Um, you know, my deep dives kind of go crazy. So you guys are going to get some some pretty good info snacks coming up. And then I'm working with somebody who, like I mentioned earlier, when my thing went all crazy, um, I'm working with a woman who is a cousin to this person that's been missing. Um, and it's going to be, it's an important one. It's, I mean, they're all important. There's some weird stuff in this case, but I really want to share it with you guys. And she wants me to share it as well. Uh, this case, uh, obviously it's her cousin that's missing, uh, and he's from Canada and it's been two months. So I want to bring that to the table and bring the timeline and, uh, get the word out there. <clears throat> And, oh, thank you, Christy. I see that there. <laughs> thank you. Felicia says, uh, or oh, Regina says, first time watching you. Yeah. <laughs> or half watching me now. <clears throat> Jessica says, make sure you tuck the spirit in tonight. Yeah, that's so weird earlier today. It's so weird. You guys are troopers, though, hanging out with me still, even though I'm not on camera. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Gail. Nice to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. Gail says, thank you, Linda, for your classy top-notch coverage on these cases. You're my fave. Thank you. <clears throat> so, yeah, there's going to be a couple new things. Um, there, behind the scenes, I am also working on some cases that I'm trying to connect the dots to see if they're related, and I've detected a few oddities in them. So now I'd like to contact some of the um, people who are, uh, I guess, part of the families so that I could find out some questions I have for them that may be related. If I could find that out, then I might be able to connect the dots. So I'm doing some interesting things behind the scenes as well. And like I mentioned earlier, I have a little bit of help now. So I'm going to be able to take some of the burden off me uh, in some areas and then really roll up my sleeves and dive and do what I do best. And um, what? I showed up in a Netflix documentary? No, I did. I did. Let's talk about that. I'd like to know. Thank you, my flock. <clears throat> Thank you. You guys are so sweet. Okay, I want to see where I was in. I I didn't know that. This is this is awesome. I want to find out more about this. You're so sweet. You guys are so, so, so supportive after everything happened. <clears throat> no, Netflix did not contact me. Oh, I don't think I was in Elisa Lamb. Well, it depends which one. No, I wasn't in it because I didn't cover her story. No, it, you maybe you're thinking, uh, I got to see it. 
And I sent you the link, the email, as soon as I saw it. Look for my email under my name. Okay, well, this is crazy. What? Okay, let's let's look. Are you guys are you guys thinking like now that I'm doing this tonight, is it more edge of your seat? <laughs> uh I don't okay, Heather, I'm looking, but I don't see it. Hang on. Uh, make sure it's it's a crime and a shame at gmail.com. Well, that's cool. I'm doing research for my DNA family tree. That's awesome. I do I do that all the time. I've been doing it for three years. Oh yeah, Stephanie Harlow, I've seen her in Elisa Lamb, but maybe somebody else's. That was an interesting. We just started watching that last night. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Stephanie Harlow. Yeah, because um, I didn't cover Elisa Lamb, but it was very interesting. I'm not done it yet though. Yeah, it was a really good documentary. I'm still watching it. See, that's the thing pixelate me um that's the question is there was only mention of them wearing a two like dark shirts and pants well if they were outside and it was so cold and you had to do a fire where's the jackets and where's the description of the jackets notable is when they uh is there um missing um criteria or whatever you call, i can't even think of the description the descriptors they it says they were both three, uh, sorry, 35 pounds and three feet, like the same, same what they're wearing, same height, same weight. Yeah, no. So... <laughs> there you go. Look at that. She, you listen to talk shows. First time I get to chat with one. <laughs> I think the Netflix, they're talking about Elisa Lam. Um, it's, it's a documentary. I, it wasn't me. I didn't cover Elisa Lam. But yeah, yeah. Um, Cecil Hotel is a dump in LA. You can check in, but you can never leave, right? Hotel California. Um. I lived a short time in LA 20 years ago, 24 years ago. And that's the first thing I knew is like, don't go downtown LA. Like you just don't go downtown LA. Um, Elisa Lam was Canadian and she went down to LA and stayed downtown. But what they did was they split this hotel in two so it was a Cecil Hotel, and then they named it, uh, oh, man, what is it called? I can't remember what they named it, but they, like, split it in two, but it's still the same dump. And Elisa Lamb went there. She was staying there for four days, and she ended up being found in a water tank 
but some strange happenings before that and a lot of web sleuths were trying to figure things out from uh, a video that the police had released and it was just bizarre and then they ended up figuring out about how there's some time missing in it and then there was some crazy synchronicities that were similar to a Japanese movie and just all kinds of things. I'm not finished it yet, but uh, it's just very, very interesting what happens in this this documentary. And I do remember this happening uh, years ago. I remember uh, the the minimal coverage because in Canada, we don't get the same coverage in these cases. We don't get the same details like the United States gets. And so is very hard like there's some crazy stuff that happens in Canada but it's almost like sweep it under the rug that's all we ever hear about it um and even after courts you just really don't get a lot of information and it's frustrating and um i don't know it's just so different so i do remember seeing this case but again not much so you see a documentary and it's like wow like you know that uh show don't f with cats on netflix uh, again a canadian case i remember seeing that but not much information and then this whole documentary comes out about how these web sleuths basically uh solved the case and then you're going holy man there's so much information So, yeah, that's where I got to that point in the video uh, or in the Netflix uh, segment was they were talking about how the footage was manipulated and it seemed to slow down and there was there's parts of it missing. So I don't know. Mr. says, been here from your first upload. Your voice is soothing. <laughs> Thank you. You know what? Some people say that and some people hate my voice. But I think when I get excited or um, passionate about something, my voice goes up and up and up. And I just, I don't know. That's question, that's question two is how did Elisa get to the water tank and how was she physically able to lift the lid? It was extremely heavy and she was petite. Yeah, see these, some crazy questions. Um, there's some interesting things I'd like to know too. So, all right. So we are going to wrap it up pretty quick here. We've been over three hours, which is crazy. And um, I'm going to go chill out now. And tomorrow I'm going to be working on some videos. So I'm really excited to bring some more content to you. And um, you're going to see some new stuff as well and lots of good things. So let me know, too, what you guys would like to see. I'm working on some. I'm open to ideas. So I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me tonight. And you guys are troopers because even though 
my video didn't work. You guys still stuck around. You still listened to me yap. And you guys still were chatting and being such an awesome community. I really, really appreciate you guys. Um, no, I'm not going to leave you for Netflix. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> So have a really great night. Thank you so much for watching. Lots of new videos coming and stay tuned for that. And we will talk to you soon. Remember, I'm going to have links in the description below, which I do to the playlists. And then I'll start doing probably by tomorrow. I'll review the video and pick out the timestamp so that you can just watch it easily. And we'll go from there. So next time the video will work. What a weird night. But uh, love you guys so much and talk to you soon. Good night. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.